All right. Welcome everyone to Ashes Pathfinders, the dedicated Ashes of Creation podcast. Now running <clears throat> 52 episodes strong, <clears throat> where I clear my voice and continue this dialogue. Dear Lord, it's two for two. You know what? I'm just going to give some shout outs real quick to uh, all of the Patreon supporters that have kept uh, funding this crusade and Pathfinder show. Uh, also to all the paladins of the crusade, whether you're on Twitch, DLive, or YouTube. Because I've been bouncing all over the place lately with everything. Um, Daedalus, welcome back for another episode. We missed last week, I believe. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Had to take a bit of a break there. Had some, wasn't a necessarily just because it's been kind of quiet in the ashes of creation universe. We've been in a lot of inclement weather here in the area where I live. Uh, a lot of tornadoes and stuff like that that have been coming through. Uh, luckily, everyone's safe and everything, Life's but uh, it has definitely Coward. caused a delay. Ace Knight 13, thanks for the sub in uh, chat here on D Live. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it greatly. Um, but yeah, shout out to all of you who fund the, the Crusade and Pathfinder show. It means a lot to me. I know it does the data list and to, to everyone else here in the community who's been trucking along for quite some time with Ashes. Um, intro dialogue got a little bit whack, but. But um, Daedalus, I know you're going to be gone for uh, what, the month of June mostly, right? Yeah, most of the month of June. I'll be back um, kind of toward the last week of June. Yeah, so next week? Yes? No? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, next week and the two weeks. Three, that, right, three weeks starting from May. the third. Right on. And I believe one of those weeks on a Monday, the 17th of June is my birthday. So there will definitely not be a show then. We're probably going to be a little on and off for the month of June. Um, I've got a lot of things. It's just everybody heads up on this. Um, you might get some videos for me in place of the show uh, in, in terms of like content for ashes separately, but the month of June might be a bit of a quiet month as far as the show goes. Um, I have a lot of things as far as like my own content and the show itself that I, I know Daedalus would start working on some logo design stuff and, I've been working on for the show. Uh, it's not quite there yet. I need the time to do it, man. And I'm starting a lot of changes in June. So there's a there's probably at least two weeks for sure. The show won't be on that I can think of for sure. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, it might be a bit of a tentative month as far as that goes. I got a lot of stuff going on. Um, but yeah, let's talk about the Ashes of Creation world, right? Uh, I know things are a little quiet right now. Uh, it's actually very quiet. When it comes to the game, uh, the studio has been a bit silent. And uh, so we've got some stuff to talk about in that regard. I think a lot of people are up in arms, name of the episode, right? I think a lot of people have been up in arms lately. Uh, uh, Daylos and I were talking about late, uh, recently that just the the momentum is, is definitely dying down a bit. Uh, I, I hate to say that, but it's just a fact. It, it has been dying down a bit. The Discord is quieter. The forums are quieter. Content creators are quite, have a lot more silence in regard to people that were there for Ashes. Um, I've, I've recognized it on my own channel. I know it's not, it's the same for others as well. Uh, I've heard it from them myself. Um, so we're going to kind of hit on a few different points. We missed last week. So we had the uh, dev discussion, I believe, that we were going to talk about last time, which we didn't get to. So we're going to talk about that, that today. Talk about that today. We're also going to talk about the economic no design today, the blog that we got on that. Um, and a couple other points I feel like are important to note. Um, well, let's go ahead and start off with the first one. So now I know that I've heard this from some people. 
who watch other content creators like Jalan, for example, I know with Paradox Gaming Network. Uh, so I'm going to give him a props on the episode today uh, because I went and I checked out a video uh, somewhat after I'd actually kind of heard about some of this already. And he did a really good job of putting some things together. Uh, I know here on our show, uh, I know Jalan, I think he's retired. So he he can kind of sit down and kind of dissect things, look back on things. He sits in the Discord more often, like significantly more often than I'm able to, for sure. Um, and so I'm hearing in chat, too, like, uh, what's going on with this? Are we going to have a live stream this coming end of this week on Friday? Or is it Thursday usually, right? Yes. Yeah, it's Thursday. usually last Thursday. Last of the Thursday of the month. So that should be this month, or this this Thursday. But I haven't seen an official announcement for that yet. So I don't know for sure if we're getting one. And this is kind of an example of what I'm talking about. You used to be like you knew when it was coming. And now we've kind of had this fizzled down. So Jalan did a really good job of going back and checking out things. Now, Dayless and I, we had talked about, like, weren't they saying, remember the whole thing, that the whole mm-hmm. nodes month that chat we had about? So the one yeah. big takeaway from his uh, one of his recent videos it was announced on Reddit of all places. Like, can we put that in the official Discord and on the somewhere on the forums? I mean, hit all the things. Hit the hit the yeah. Twitter. Hit the Twitter. All of it. Hit all of it. Why aren't we hitting all of it? Right? We need to be hitting yeah, all of it. Communication channels. After yeah. All, right? Yeah. Don't hit one. Hit all communication channels. Right? Um, I'm just saying. I could. I don't know. I'm going off chat right here, man. I mean, I miss stuff from time to time. I could be wrong. I'll own it if I am. I don't have a problem doing that. Uh. But yeah, we're going to talk about a little bit of the communication being being fumbled a bit. Now we talked about how like wasn't uh, March going to be the nodes month, and I know that there's like a lot of chatter about that. And then it seemed like you know publicly that they're going, no, we didn't say that and stuff. And so Jalan went and he caught him. He caught him, man. He went and he did the breakdown, and in a video he pointed out like he had clips of where Toast and Margaret were saying things that were contradictory. And so okay, so Daedalus, they did. We were right on that. Uh, there was a bit of a fumble there within the studio from from that perspective. And Jalan caught it. He put it out there. Uh, kudos to him. Well done. Because uh, we we don't have the time. I know you and I don't have the time to do this on our own. Uh, and I, that was something I wanted to do. It was like, I would love to go back and look this up. But I don't know how long it's going to take. And I don't have time to do that. I got to work, you know. I got other stuff going on. So kudos to him because he found it. He posted it. And I was like, okay, we were right. That, that was a, a legit impression that we had like several months back when we talked about this. Uh, mm-hmm. The other thing was uh, that he caught was the thing about newsletter. We had like a newsletter in March, mm-hmm. right? Have we had one for May? Nope. nope. And we didn't have one yeah, for April either. I don't April think there's going to be one, right? I think yeah. from Steven's perspective, I mean, there wasn't one for April, right? And he mentioned, right. that they, you know, even though on the live stream you mentioned, you know, we will have something think um there was another post somewhere i want to say it was on the discord um but you know correct me if i'm wrong chat uh yeah he didn't what for. mention uh, that there would not be a newsletter um or at least one of the community folks had mentioned that steven said no newsletter this month yeah so and i know again i caught jalan's video and you know i don't get to go and check everyone's stuff out very often but the one thing that caught me on this was and the reason I went to look at it is because someone was like, he did a video on Matt leaving or having left the studio. And I'm like, who left the studio? It's Matt Broom, right? And mm-hmm. so he's a lead character artist. Okay. I'm going to pause real quick. So going back to the newsletter thing, right? 
Stephen said on a live stream that there would have monthly newsletters going forward, right? Right. All right. Put a pin on that one. Okay, let's let's jump up to what I saw about Matt Broom leaving the studio. Okay. This is a big criticism Jalan gave, and and rightly so. I I I can I consider this a very big criticism. This is a a, a big no-no. It's unprofessional, period, to do this. Okay. If if on the Discord someone, if if Margaret says we don't want to talk about this. This person leaving the studio publicly, right? But then you also contradict that at the same time within the same length of conversation and say he was let go. What does he was let go mean? Like we had a, someone brought this up to me several days ago when I was streaming one of the other Ashes community members. And they were like, oh, he might have done his work and he left. I'm like, okay, so then you say he did his job and he left. Or he completed what he was here for and then he left, right? This is a lead not not lead program lead character artist all right so someone was saying to me well something about i don't again i'm not in the discord i'm sure as hell not going to go back and go through all that to try and find out but if they leave because of got their you know their job done their contract done they got their work for the studio done because it was contracted to do it or whatever then fine that's cool totally fine or whatever um then that's great. But when you got like this, this, this scenario and situation right now where the studio is quiet, people don't know what to expect. People are like the, the game is it's losing momentum and you start to have things that look bad like this. This does not look good. This does not look professional. You don't say we let them go, but we're not going to talk about it. If you're not going to talk about it, then don't say you're letting him go that he was let go. And I don't know that that's really something that should be coming from Margaret. Like, so now there's this whole scenario of like, why did they go? Is it because they don't believe in the game anymore? How it, that's happened. People have said that that's, yeah. that's a rumor I've already heard. Like, is it because he, things are so bad there that he didn't want to be there anymore. Uh, that's the kind of talk from people, the kind of rumors you don't want. And I'm not right, saying that's absolutely. why he left. I'm not saying that at all. I'm simply outlining this is an important scenario that you got to address because this is how rumors get started. And then the common, you know, uh, misconception that people have about the game is that it, it's go, falling apart and so people are leaving. And that is not a fact because the fact is based on evidence. There's no evidence to support that because we don't have anything other than these like random statements and you can't take those random statements and make facts out of them. You can speculate it all day. Sorry. Thanks for the lemon in chat, buddy. I appreciate that. You can do that all day. So it is a warning sign though. Ian in chat is saying when a studio goes through several people in less than a year, uh, I'm not even going to say several people. I'm going to say when someone in a position, uh, like a lead character artist is now look, the people were already making statements about like the way the art design of the game is going. There was a lot of people, even including myself who were kind of going, here's kind of what I'd like to see more of. And a perfect outline of what I would have liked to see was it the iron lion. God, I hope I got it right this time. Mm-hmm. And, and we got the concept art for the 3d rendered uh, concept design for like some of those uh, cosmetics. And I was like, yo, that's what I want to see more of. Right. But what we don't want to see is stuff like this when we're in this, situation where we're 
the studio is going back and they're working on the backend architecture. And so things are now quiet, right? Mm-hmm. And it's been, what, 110-ish, give or take days since December when the servers went down for APOC. Mm-hmm. So you've got like this silent period where we're trying to hold on to blog posts and dev diaries and dev discussions, which look, kudos, all that is great. Um, but I feel like someone's got to get out in front of, you got to get out in front of this situation now, right Right now. Right. Cause even though Jalan outlined facts and even though we, we saw this on the discord and even though we're talking about it here, this can snowball and yeah. you don't want to be silent. You want to get out and you want to start talking about it be like, okay, so like, Hey, and, and I don't think that it was, it's really good to say that because I agree with Jalan on this one. Uh, you put Steven in a, in a situation to where now when people ask, he's going to have to answer that question. Yeah. But yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, Jalan, I'm just, again, props to him. I mean, he always puts out good quality content and he mm-hmm. always does his homework. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what a good content creator does. Yes. Um, and I, I could tell very clearly from what he put out that, he had misgivings about talking about it. But at the end of the day, right, he, like all content creators, have a responsibility to the community. They have a responsibility to provide guidance to Intrepid uh, in terms of, you know, how the community is feeling, what their feedback is. I mean, you know, I'm not going to beat a dead horse. I, mean, I definitely feel like it could have been handled a lot better with Matt. I mean, yeah, I really like Matt, not only for the work that he did, but also as a human being, out of all the devs that packed West, I spent the most time chatting with him. And you can tell very, very clearly that he is extremely passionate. He was a blast to hang out with. So, you know, before we kind of come off on the subject, I do wish him all the best. Because yeah. um, I think he was, you know, very passionate, really genuine guy. And I wish him nothing but, you know, good things. Uh, as far as like speculation here, I mean, like you said, it's it's kind of a PR situation, mm-hmm. and the Absolutely. only thing they can do at this point is damage control and try to get ahead of it and reiterate, you know, and and, and speak to the community. Right? We know there's still a game being made. We're not saying, okay, mantle up the entire project is no. gone. No, that's that's a fallacy to think that. Absolutely, because. Game development studios, you know, turnover quite a bit. It's, you know, it's a very high turnover type of industry. But at the end of the day, right, how you handle how people, you know, join the company, how you people leave the company, it's very, it reflects a lot on, uh, you know, the team and Intrepid, right? Because, you know, just like Jalone said, right, if you're an Intrepid employee, you are the voice of Intrepid, regardless yeah. of what role you have, right? You know, if we've seen it before, right, in other media where, you know, a very famous person does something really horrible. What happens? Sponsors get pulled. They lose, you know, contracts, et cetera. It's no different, you know, in, in this scenario, right? Your actions do reflect on the company. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it was unfortunate the way that information came out and it did create a lot of 
negativity in the community. Um, in addition to, you know, what we were talking about before in terms of, you know, what was committed by Intrepid and what's happening um, in terms of communication, right? We start from, okay, you know, we are going to do, you know, weekly blogs. We are going to do a monthly newsletter to, we're aiming to do this. We're aiming to do that. And, and that just, it doesn't create, um, I would say, credibility, right? And again, it's not to detract from the fact that these guys are working, they're working hard, they're, you know, very focused in terms of building this game, but it, it does give the community not a lot to really hold on to when you make a commitment. And they were very clear at the start of the year, right? You know, we want to make commitments and we want to deliver on those commitments. Great. All for it. But to me, that commitment line isn't just having to do with delivering milestones in the game. It's also with, you know, what you promise to the community in terms of content. Uh, you know, there, there were, you know, weeks of just nothing coming out for whatever reason, whatever that issue is that's causing that and mm -hmm. to break down communication, not to happen, fix it. Because, you know, you are, you know, there is a segment of the community that's just, you know, leaving. Um, and it, 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 it does kill the momentum on the project. If you compare where we were with Kickstarter to where we are now, I mean, it's, it's a ghost town or it's a bunch of toxic people that just reiterate the same, you know, trash. Yeah. Well, that's not a way to build stuff. a community. Mm -hmm. So Ian in chat, you said they're all working hard, but do the employees of Intrepid themselves even know what's going on? This is the kind of stuff that you got to get out in front of because mm -hmm. what are Ian saying? Look, I I'm not going to sit here and, and say they do or they don't Like I don't know. I don't work at Intrepid studios. I have zero idea. I have faith and I base things off of the facts that I see before me. Right. Outside of that, I don't know any more than anybody else does. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Based on my backer level, being a content creator, look, they don't, they don't, we don't have an in. We're going off the same stuff you all have. The difference is we, we tend to try and, you know, get out there and collect the information and try to, to give it to people in the best way possible. But yeah. this kind of, this kind of language, like what Ian is saying, right. And like what Wisp is saying, like there's so much confusion in the comments um, of that post. So, and, and so it looks like, uh, <laughs> looks like Jalan made a main newsletter. So if you'd like to check it out, there it is in chat. Ian posted it, uh, it goes to the Reddit and you can follow that back. But, uh, and, and it's very well done and, and even posted, uh, uh, the video links to myself, to the, to the sandal special that we did here, Daedalus, and mm -hmm. then the golden feather, uh, Jalan's post. And then the Dundercrawler Network's post where uh, Steven had gone by and, Done around Robin do some of those um, podcasts or what you would call them episodes. Um, but yeah, he did a really good job of kind of going through and explaining like the nickel cosmetics, talking about the Iron Lion stuff, um, the Iron Lion lore, uh, the Know Your Node scientific node, the Dev Diaries on Building Tech. I mean, he went through and in a good probably hour of his time wrote this up. And I mean, what was so difficult about that? Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't make sense, right? I mean, when I... Why not? 
Why yeah, not? when I heard it, I was like, this seems like a really odd decision to make. Okay, well, you know, don't put out a newsletter. On one of the most basic ways of communicating with your community you can do. I yeah. don't I don't understand the logic. Like I I I believe in the game clearly. Daedalus, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we you, both do. We do. And everyone in the community that's followed my content at all knows that I am I am a huge proponent for this game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh but I'm gonna tell you, I don't know what the going on here. Mm-hmm. Caught myself. I did great right there. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna put it. I don't know what the dweedle's going on. Hashtag dweedle. All right. I don't, it does not compute. This one just simply does not compute to me. One of the most basic ways to communicate what's going on or what has even happened. A quick summary and outline. There it is. Hashtag get dusted in chat. Dweedle emo in chat. Love you all here on D Life. I don't get it, man. I don't understand why that is even such that seems such a trivial thing to 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 cut out when it's like, here's an hour, go do it, knock it out real quick. Jalan did it. I'm just saying, just saying. And it was well done. I mean, something that basic. That's all you gotta do. Keeps people that are subscribed to the newsletter informed when they check their emails once a month. I mean, at minimum. Um but we should have uh we should have the live stream if it's in sync. It should be Thursday, the 31st of May at, was it 3 p.m. Central? I, yeah, I, I, maybe, because I know normally they've, they've done it earlier, right? It's usually earlier. Maybe it's 2 p.m. now. Yeah, maybe it's 2 p.m. Because, yeah, it was 11, uh, 12, right? 12 Pacific, right? So it'd be, yeah, I think it should be sure. 2. It's like 2 Pacific, right? be nice if we had an official something posted somewhere where we could actually refer back to that. Just saying this is kind of part of the thing. Um, this is why you want to do this communication, right? So I just want to like point this out. So, all right. So Matt Broom, who's no longer with Intrepid now, who's a lead character artist and Kevin McPherson, who's a lead programmer at Intrepid currently, right? They both had this studio, a uh, hero machine studios. And I just want to reiterate based I'm kind of piggybacking off what Jalan did, right? And because of some people's concerns, like, so are they doing their own thing with their own side studio, this project, this game, et cetera? Look, chill out, right? If you go and look at HeroMachineStudios.com and you look at the video on there, you'll see it's just a front page only. The video goes to a YouTube video. That's a Kickstarter for a game. I think it was called Kinetic or something like that. Look, this isn't a new thing, okay? This was 2016, right? Don't be freaking out about it. And I'm just, this is to ease concerns because this is facts. You guys can go look it up. HeroMachineStudios.com, right? Where Matt Broom and Kevin McPherson have this game that they were working on at the studio. This was 2016. Well before the era we're in right now, friends. So there's no evidence to support that they're doing something on the side or that they're, right? None that I can see. And if I'm incorrect, post it in the comments. Show me the information. And again, just putting down, I saw this somewhere at this time doesn't, that's not a fact. You've got to cite it. You've got to cite the re- the source. I mean, show me a link where it was happened, a timestamp on the live video if it, if it was said, or some page, something. you got to cite, this is how evidence is collected. This is how facts are gained and speculations like dismissed. All right. So chill out. That was from 2016. All right. Matt may not be the studio. There's nothing else to be freaking out about. Does the studio need to get out and like handle this? Absolutely. 
for the love of God, get out in front of the game right now and go, yo, this is kind of the reason they left, right? Or we let him go, whatever it is you want to say. But let's be professional about it. Like, I don't think the community needs to hear he was let go. It just doesn't bode well. There's nothing about that that's positive when there's so many people in the community already going, uh, and kind of bouncing. People are kind of bouncing. You want to keep people in. That's not going to, that does not bode well for our hero, our heroes and heroines at Intrepid. So that's my two cents about that. Don't do that. Bad choices and don't get it. Let's talk about the the more recent uh, Node blog post. Now, I'm happy we got a uh, Node blog post, right? This yeah. one's on the economic Node type. Uh, so we'll, we'll kind of go through and I want to get some of your feedback, but I think maybe I'll just dig into the sections first or okay. maybe some of the sections first. Uh, we got a lot of the same kind of... I don't know. It was a little ambiguous to me. I mean, my comment on it, just to jump in briefly here, sure. is it felt like I got content, but I kind of wanted more context. And I didn't quite see it as much in the first blog around the scientific node because it just it felt like it was more in context, but maybe that's just me. I mean, chat, what do you think? Um, but yeah. I almost felt like I was reading like a textbook or an instruction manual or a YouTube video. And it was assuming I already had a working knowledge of mm. like some of these other ancillary systems. So it was like, okay, I had to like think on, okay, well, if they're calling it, I don't know, tier one mule training or something like that. Okay. That's got to have something to do with the caravan or is it a personal amount? Or I had to, it again, raised more questions than it answered, which I mean, is good, I guess, from a hype creation standpoint, but it does kind of find the face a bit with this whole, we want to, you know, make sure all the information is out there. We want people who haven't heard of the game before to, um, you know, learn about the game. It just felt like that bulleted list could have probably been expanded upon a little bit more, just so you know, okay, what okay. is tier one mule mean? What does, you know, creature bounty mean? What kind of system is that? It kind of felt like it touched on all these other systems or ideas conceptually, and it didn't give a lot of context. That said, I mean, it was good blog but yeah, that was kind of i would say my overall takeaway from the blog that's maybe more of a con i mean there was definitely some good stuff in there that you know made me think and was like oh that sounds pretty cool but that was kind of the my initial like first read was like huh okay let me go back and read this again so one one thing i saw from wisp and chat was with the point with the blogs that i don't get excited unless i see uh, screenshots or graphics. Otherwise, it's just a what if and not this is it. And they mm -hmm. and they do even yeah, preface it, it. They always preface it too. Their very first like bit of this was uh, as a scholar, we want to note that our game is still in development, so all decision design decisions are subject to change during our alpha and betas. With that in mind, this series will provide you details on our current design plan for nodes. Okay, wishy washy. Okay, so let's take a look at it. Right, I'm not going to read it all. I'm just going to read the the bits and pieces that are important. Okay. So they preface it with kind of some of the same dialogue we saw in the last one. What makes an economic node different? We got a little bit of dialogue or a little bit of like lore dropping, if you will, on uh, 
let's see here on uh king fenthis lineth the eighth uh talking about the explorer named doran grayshore so we got some name drops of people got some the grayshore company talk about their motto uh, that sold through the cell of diplomacy the cells of diplomacy are driven by the winds of trade within the seas of opportunity. Okay. 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 Um, said, uh, they're talking about supply and demand and we get some drops on, on the kind of the direction that an epic economic note is going to begin much like we would see, you need to see people out in the wilderness, you come across them. Right. And they're kind of going, um, Hey, uh, help us out here. And we might have something in it for you. Right need some brave adventures to help out maybe it's something to the event of or to the uh maybe it has something to do with helping them get somewhere their caravan or whatever mm-hmm. or maybe it's an item that they need to uh, help them to you know accomplish a task that they need in order to actually get their shop set up somewhere and maybe that's how like the node develops as these traveling merchants are trying to get you know, put a footing somewhere where they can start to kind of set up some shops and things like that. And you help them out, right? That's how the node starts to develop. So we kind of got some insight into that unique building style. So we got to see some of these, uh, what I would say concept art designs for what the economic node buildings are going to kind of look like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you, you see some, you know, towering, it almost looks like they kind of have this, uh, uh, Roman-esque appearance to them and you see some that have this like almost ramp getting up to the top of where maybe an auction is going to be. Um, but again, it's, it's a lot of uh, concept art. And so again, I think I'm kind of with Wisp on this one where, you know, let's see some 3D rendering maybe or screenshots of like, this is it in, in the world, right? Um, mm-hmm. But we're not really getting that. We're getting more kind of concept art or screenshots that quite frankly are buildings we've seen in APOC. Now, that's totally cool if the buildings in APOC are going to be those buildings that we see in the world of ERA in the MORPG. Fine. Totally cool with that, right? They talk about the unique building type. Uh, and they talk about starting with the market, level three. Now, of course, we already talked about previously that, you know, uh, the node rank, as you get higher and higher, you, you don't really get to see these unique building design uh, types that actually tie into what type of node it is necessarily you get initially in the first couple no, uh, level types of a node you start to really get the gathering of people in encampment and stuff like that so of course the type of ind- npcs that you see or maybe the type of uh mm, items and or terrain uh creatures whatever it is they've got you know it's going to be related to what the node type is so i'm going to say if it's an economic node type, it's probably going to be more caravans and traders versus a military type early on in a one and two stage where maybe you see soldier troops and tents, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Right. Right. So we're going to dig into level three, the village stage. You get the market, which is exclusive to the economic node type. Uh, uh, this unique building serves as a center for transaction of goods and services within the area. Players can use the market to access features, including but not limited to some of the following Auction house where raw resources and processed goods may be posted. Trade hauling stables for tier one mule training. I know Wisp is really excited about talking about mules and donkeys. Uh, player, player shop areas for personal shop deployment and rental stalls. So here we're hearing player can create a 
marketplace of their own within a node, yep. right? Uh, private property sale certificates, um, hunter hunter's post, higher redemption for tier one creature bounties. Okay. Exchange level four. This is at the town stage. All right. So I'm not going to read the full. I'm just going to read the bullets here. Trade emissary established by node diplomacy, right? Would offer uh, would offer exchange interface with citizens of four nodes. Okay. So now you could come in from another node and you could potentially do some sort of uh, exchange, right? Cool. Expanded auction house where all goods items may be posted, right? So that's just not like, you know, the resources and process goods. It's maybe more. You can put post more variety is what I'm hearing. Tier one work orders may only be requested by node governments. So we have some node specific stuff. Caravan cargo bay upgrade certificates. Okay. Information on average sell prices for auction sales. So now we're seeing something similar to the uh, scientific node type we talked about before, where we're seeing uh, more data being accumulated and displayed for users, but where scientific is more around like what boss bonds, things like that. This is more about what resources, right? Right. Information on the average sell of prices for the types of things in the region that are being sold map and active trade missions which curious request for world node map from the world node map sorry exotic hunter store creature two bounties and business licenses okay so what i'm getting from all this is uh bounties are going to be tied into hunting and bounties are going to be tied into the economic uh property sell certificates and stall rental um, so I don't know if that's going to, it says for areas starting off some, my curiosity is, is that going to build, let's see, let's read through five, huh? So tier two, uh, this is at the city stage, the Galleria level five, um, tier two business licenses map with information on current exchange rates for resource-based trade routes, tier two work orders. And these may be initiated by citizens or no governments and can be fulfilled by citizens and non-citizens. Tier 2 Caravan Cargo Bay Upgrade Certificates. Trade Hauling Stables for Tier 2 Mule Training. Uh, trade Embassy offers expanded work order access to diplomatic-friendly nodes. Okay. Royal Hunter's Lodge Tier 3 Creature Bounties and Inventory Expansion and Weight Management Training Certificates. It's a little ambiguous. I'm assuming that means bags. <laughs> is it? Inventory. I mean, is one it? thing Ian said that I wanted to touch on really quick here was around, um, and it was something I actually wrote in my notes. Um, it just felt like they were throwing a lot of words yeah. or jargon at us instead of like, hey, just details make of it some simple. sort of like, yeah, make it straightforward. Simple, yeah, right? straightforward. I mean, I could, like I said, I mean, you and I and many people have been with the community for quite a while, and even all of us were like, okay, I need to reread that. I need to kind of figure out how, what that means in context of the wider game, et cetera, et cetera. And it's good to have a little bit of, you know, ooh, what if this and what if that. But it felt like the entire blog was kind of like, what if, what the dweedle, you know? <laughs> Hashtag dweedle get dusted. <laughs> so wisp said this is a good point too right tier two mules is this how all mounts and pets will be referred 
to as mm -hmm. tiers trying to infer information about other systems dot, dot, dot. yeah like inventory expansion so is that player or is that the mule weight management is that the mule is that the caravan is it so i mean yeah i'm just it, it's can we exactly what are you talking about here is my thing like just can we get a little bit more? I mean, you don't have to give us much. Just talk, is it for your bag, player bag, individual player bag, like bank? I mean, yeah. So let's let's up it to the let's dig into it a little bit more, right? Now, this is a criticism. Yes. I'm happy to see this. We we know what's gonna be kind of tied in. So we know, I mean, already we're at we're we're talking the galleria level five, and, and what's what's profoundly true about this? Caravans. Caravans, 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 stall rentals. Okay, let's look at let's look at level six, the Emporium. This is at the Metropolis stage. This is top dog status here. Okay, this is as big as it gets. Worldwide sell prices for auction house across Vera. Tier three business licenses. I would like to know more about what that entails. Like all the way up to now, I'm going. What's what's that? What's what's the different license? Like so, this is where if Stephen goes and gets on some more podcasts and stuff, this is the kind of questions we want to be asking him. Can you elaborate that on that more, right? Can you tell us more about that? Give us some more details. He did a hell of a job when he went, when he came on all the shows, right? He made round robin on the four shows, ours included. And, and he gave us great details to the questions we asked from the community. Uh, he says, player shop certificates allows deplo deployment outside of designated player shop areas. Okay. Like out in the woods, wilderness, like other, what are we talking about here? Uh, Trade hauling stables for tier three mule training. Again, does that mean that they can carry more? Is that what we're talking about by the previous point where you talked about inventory expansion and weight management training certificates? So now once we train the mules up to three, we can then purchase those. I mean, what are we talking about here? Uh, tier three work orders. These may be initiated by non-citizens and can be fulfilled by citizens and non-citizens. Okay. Is this like crafting writs and ESO? Is that what we're talking about here? Nail yeah, goes online where you go and you craft like uh, this is an example, right? Crafting writs and nail scrolls online. You go and you do you can get. Uh, OK, so as a player, uh, I can do all crafting, uh, all professions. I have them on my main. I do them all, everything. And so you've got jewel crafting, you've got clothing, you've got um, blacksmithing, you've got woodworking, you've got enchanting, uh, you've got uh, alchemy. And unless I'm missing one, I think I hit them all. 99% sure I did. Mm, yes, I did. I hit them all. Nope, I didn't. Provisioning. There it is. Got it. Caught it. Seven. Okay. It was six before. It's seven now. A jewel crafting in uh, Somerset. Since Somerset, rather. Which is the expansion of the game. Okay. So, you know, is that what this is? Is it some sort of a writ system where I go to a board, I pick up my daily writs, I then go and I craft for each of these different professions, uh, a series of items of rarity types and style types, etc., and then I turn them in for some writs that I can then use to purchase things. And is that how inventory expansion, or is that how these, uh, you know, improvements on upgrade certificates are purchased? I mean, it'd be a little. It'd be kind of nice to know how these in interact. A little more detail on that. Um, but again, maybe they're going to take. This information distributed uh, amongst individuals who they talk to like they did with us. That would be great. Yeah, maybe. 
That would be fine. That's cool. Leave people speculating until you answer the questions. Uh, legendary Hunter's Lodge. Okay, so when I hear legendary, I'm hearing this is the top, top of the chain, right? We got the right. legendary. Was it? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. With the scientific node, it was legendary um, freehold schematics. Yeah, legendary right. freehold schematics. And so the legendary item with the. Uh, economic node type is legendary hunters lodge legendary bounties so clearly the top top end of this particular economic node type is going to be a hunter's lodge the hunter's lodge and the bounties that come with the hunter's lodge right i want to know exactly what these bounties are is it just going and killing a creature and coming back is it group content of sort and this is going to be a nice segue in a little bit for the next point we have for today but um so just to go down Thoughts on that, like, you know, before I kind of finish this article off a bit? Yeah, I mean, I just like, you know, I thought it was an, you know, an interesting mix of, you know, like different elements. I mean, you got caravan upgrades, pack mounts, you know, jobs, you know, work orders, creature bounties. You can develop a business. Uh, it just felt like there was a nod to the economy being a huge potential metagame for people. Right. I mean, the scientific node was all about, you know, building your portfolio of recipes. Seems to be more like, okay, the marketing, the business development, how do I make money after investing all this time and effort in my So I did like that part of it, um, you know, in the sense of, okay, this gives me a little insight into how they want the one of the potential metagames to be about, right? And and the one thing that I come back to um, with this one is the scientific node. That superpower felt like okay, that that's going to be a game changer. Whereas with the auction house, I mean, I I still am not seeing that as much because the superpower only really is important when another economic node has the superpower. So I, and maybe I read this wrong. So, you know, fact check me, you know, if you think differently, but my understanding is the linked auction house could only happen with another metropolis that has that special, you know, building upgrade. Yeah. So for me, that was like, okay, I can understand how they're trying to balance the ability to travel by limiting what you can list in an auction house. So you, you know, if you're in a battle node, you can list, you know, resources or uh, process goods, not final products. Um, and to a point, and then you can also only list things in a vassal node. In order to purchase, you need to go to the economic node that actually has the auction house. So you can kind of see that interplay and how they're, you know, really gearing people to travel to interact with others. But the piece that was a little off, it's like you really need to invest a lot of time into building out the economy and multiple economic nodes to really gain the benefit of the superpower. Um, whereas, you know, the travel, uh, again, same thing, right? The travel, in order to travel to another node, you need to have another metropolis. That's a science. But still it's really super beneficial to be able to travel, fast travel between a vassal node and a main node. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, I don't really see the, you know, compelling benefit 
of the superpower of the vassal node over another metro that's econ related. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I think um, the other thing that I found interesting here um, was the world node map. I would be interested to see who has access to that world node map. Is it everyone that's a citizen? Is it people that are non-citizens? At some level, do they get it or not? Because to me, it feels like that might be a valuable resource for bandits and pirates, right? Players with, you know, not the most, I would say, kosher ideas might want to backwards engineer where resources and goods will be in transit so they can hit those and take those resources for themselves. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would say in general, I think the biggest con for this is something, you know, chat talked about, I pointed out too, it just felt like it was very jargon heavy mm-hmm. without a lot of context and, and we're unbalanced in a way um, looking at this and more questions and answers. I liked the, the first note. It felt like it answered a lot, mm-hmm. but it also gave us something to question and, you know, dairy craft about this felt like it was too heavy on the theory and not so much on the, you know, actual decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't know how much of this kind of went into edit and re-edit. It took us a while to get it. So there might have been more detail there that maybe the team wasn't ready to share, but it just felt like a lot of it got, you know, cut. Um, to me, like perception-wise, it just felt like whatever context was in there is maybe either, you know, on the cutting room floor or still in Steven's head. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that was my take on the article. But again, I mean, I was happy to get it. Just some criticism, I felt like it maybe could have been presented a little bit differently or maybe with a little more context. So <clears throat> I'm going to kind of go through it and talk a little bit about this this last bit. They talked about the vassal, vassal nodes. Mm-hmm. So essentially, if a node is a vassal node of an economic node, an auctioneer NPC appears in that vassal node. The auctioneer allows players to list non-resource process materials in the parent nodes auction house. Players cannot bid on the items from this auctioneer. These resources and process and process materials must be stored within an economic node in order to be listed in that node's auction house. In order to bid, they must still travel to the auction house in the parent node. Fine, right? Gives you a point. Of, of access, but you, if you want to really do the real business, you got to be there at that location. Totally fine. Right. Mm-hmm. Makes, makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes travel, makes travel important and an economic superpower. So we're going to talk about what you said with the superpower, right? Linked economy. Now, I agree with you <clears throat> on this point, especially economic nodes that have reached the metropolis stage and unlocked the superpower linked economy. Any economic node with the superpower unlock shares auction house listings with all the others, meaning that the items listed in one linked economy node can be bid on from any of the other linked economy nodes. Uh, linked economy economies also connect a metropolis and any vassal node belonging to the metropolis. Linked economy superpower has the potential to create a massive market that spans the world. This will allow players to attain and sell goods with ease and providing those who have access to these economic nodes a faster path to fortune in the lands of ashes of creation. My takeaway is I feel like that should be a bit more of a commonplace theme for that node type as opposed to its superpower. I agree. And that's my that's just my two cents. That's my thoughts about this. That's my impression about this. 
So there's a lot of people in chat going, wait a minute. Was this a Reddit confirmed? Ella? So there were a lot of people going, is it Friday? Well, it should be, I mean, it's not going to, if it's Friday, it's not going to be a May live stream. It's going to be a June live stream. And we'll, we'll, we'll not make the deadline for it being in May, if I'm not, unless I'm wrong. No, it's the 31st, isn't it? Well, on Friday. so it looks like it's, it's going to be Friday. But that's coming from another member in the Ashes of Creation community. Yeah, we need to see where that's posted in chat. People are discussing when is the next live stream actually. And that's the thing. It's a Monday. Shouldn't this be out by now? You got people in place. You got Toast and you got Margaret. Like, why aren't, why aren't we talking about this? Why aren't we confirming this on the news? I'm just, it seems like basic stuff here. I'm just saying. Uh, so this is the kind of stuff you got to get out and like handle, man. Yeah. Again, we got people in place so that this wasn't a problem. And why are we having the same problem with these people hired? That's just my two cents about it, right? Like, I don't think that's out yeah. of line. Basic, basic information. You got people in the community right here wanting to know, and even I can't tell them, whereas I could at least know before. So, seems like we're kind of giving a lot of criticism uh, today, but it's just, just I just want to be in the know, and I think a lot of people do too, and that's what we're really kind of looking for here. Um, I think the con was, I, I didn't feel like that was much of a superpower. I think the pro was, as we, we got another bit of information out about, about nodes, which we've been waiting on, right? I felt like it was a little ambiguous. I feel like it, like you said, a lot of jargon. Uh, it was good to see them putting it out though, right? I think that that, yeah, that consistency is. Oh, uh, yeah, I agree with you, Night Screaming. She's not a community manager. She's a marketing manager. But we have a community manager now, and that's Toast. Yeah, I mean, so, at the end of the day, there's somebody in that role, right? Yeah, there is right now. Getting yeah. that. Yeah, and, and there's got to be a plan. People need to be talking with each other, right? Um, it's, it's just, again, basic communication. We're not going to have a live stream, or you need to delay it, or, you know, we're going to end up doing two in June, or whatever that news is, right? inform the community right um but you know it's and, and i think jalen said it best uh jalen sorry don't want to ruin his name on the live stream but if you set expectations you know people are gonna expect that you meet the expectations yeah mm -hmm. so the there was a another dev discussion series that was posted on may 15th in the uh forums dev discussion number three over group gameplay uh and so this is just something i'm encouraging people to get get involved in and kind of share some of your stories right our design teams compiled a list of burning questions we'd love to get your feedback on and this question is how do you feel about grouping in mmos what's your ideal group experience the next one coming up the next uh dev discussion topic will be your best and worst mmo experiences cool i'm glad they're doing this it's good to see what people say and how do you feel about grouping in MMOs? What's your ideal experience? I feel like that's a bit vague. Uh, I think they'd ask me maybe more specific situation. Uh, I could have answered, but what's your what would your answer be on that? Um, you know, I would say ideally, I, mean, I would want in a group my class to be relevant. Um, I think we talked about this a long time back when we were talking about theory crafting on the class. Right? So um, I think, you know, 
my class needs to be something where I can add value to the group. Um, I like the fact, I know not, you know, there are some in the community that are like, okay, eight seems like a really big party size. I know that's what they're starting with in testing. At least that's what they said. Um, I think the large group sizes mean there's an opportunity to create more flexible group encounters. So to me, that's going to, you know, by default, predisposed to maybe more interesting encounters versus just plain tank and spain. Um, I think also, uh, you know, I, I would like them to make really good use of social hubs in the game. Um, you know, and by that I mean, you know, we talked early on about this inn mechanic, this tavern mechanic they were looking at. To me, the ideal experience would be able to create player-created social hubs. Not only, you know, taverns in town, but taverns on freeholds, et cetera, really kind of use that to the max as a way to have social hubs for the game, right? There's not going to be a whole global group finder. I am diametrically opposed to that, but I am not. Um, I don't think it would be a bad idea to have like a local group finder, being able to travel to a hub, be able to connect with people on some sort of bulletin board and say, hey, you know, I'm planning this event on this day, you know, if you'd like to come and join me, feel free to sign up, right? And have some way for people to interact with each other and some type of mechanic. Right? I mean, they talked about the battle map and other things there and how people could organize themselves. I think that's a way to bring people in um, by doing that. And one of the things that, that Toe said um, fairly recently, and I actually pulled a quote um, from Discord on this, um, and she said, you know, we want the game to be a living game, which means that all content should be relevant at all time. I, I'd say that we try to make little distinction between the leveling up experience and the end game experience as possible. The whole journey is important to us in order to, in order to maximize the fun people um, have during different stages of the game. That's my ideal experience from a grouping standpoint, is that I'm relevant regardless of what level I am. I can kind of jump in, group with people, socialize with people, interact with people, and do something fun. At the end of the day, I, you know, I, I do like the fact that they are wanting to push larger group content, harder content, because that forces people, in a good way, forces them to work together and think on their feet and make, hopefully, make the content more interesting. Um, and the final thing to me is just having, you know, good way to communicate obviously chat by default i don't think they should launch the game like others have without any type of text chat so i'm not expecting that they you know will launch it without text chat voice integration to me is nice to have there's other tools for that focus your development time on everything else in the game in my opinion but the one thing i, I do hope they do have is some sort of organization tools like you know waste markers something where you can communicate more intuitively um, in the game. So to me, like a combination of relevance, you know, you know, balancing content for groups and getting people excited to group together and giving them an easy way to communicate with each other. Yeah, I think, you know, I think for me, ideal group experience is just going to be you know, going and like killing group uh, bosses together or going and doing dungeon runs. I don't know if I could say that there's really an ideal as much as there's just like a favorite, just any time that I'm grouped up, hanging out with my friends, talking in discord or <clears throat> in game, whatever. 
I think for me, that's kind of like the, the, the high point as far as the group experience, just being able to get in, do something game together and interact with my friends. I also think, I don't want to say it's an ideal group experience, but I feel like, I think I've talked about this like recently. I feel like one thing that has been missing from the MMORPG genre is like in-game chat. I don't feel like a lot of people use it. I feel like a lot of people like isolate away from using their in-game chat, in-game guild chat. And, and a lot of times they don't even stay in voice comms either. They'll just be going about their business. And the only time you'll ever hear from them is like during a raid, during a dungeon run when they're participating. And then they almost disengage almost completely from interacting in game outside of that. So my ideal or favorite group would be a scenario where the people in my community that I'm part of are engaging in, in interactively like communicating, whether it's even if you're on Discord, whatever, just grouped up together, doing something together mm -hmm. and actually investing in your community as opposed to just being another number. You know, you can have 300 people in a guild and 10 people actually have a voice because they're actually interacting with each other. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, well, why is the guild clicky? Well, why don't you talk? Or why don't you, you know, invest in your community instead of expecting them to, you know. And then on the same flip, flip side of that, like, you know, why aren't individuals like reaching out to their community members to actually engage in that, getting them involved and, and getting them more proactive and stuff like that and, and being part of their community? It goes both ways. So for me, engaging in people, engaging in fun times with people in my community, no matter what the content is. You know, not necessarily, you know, I I saw people in there talking about like, oh, I want to be able to grief my friends or um, I like to play games for the social aspect or friends and talking about their wife or their husband, you know, and other ones, uh, groups that are formed intentionally. I mean, some people might say something about groups that are formed unintentionally, right? Like the groups that you come that end up coming into existence with this is a hell of a group scenario where you're going about your business Someone needs help, you help them, and then you get another person to help and another person to help. Now you got people who don't know each other, and you're getting to know each other, and you make new friends, and that's the beauty of MMORPG to me. It sets it aside from a lot of other communities, you know, as you're out there and you're in this virtual world exploring as your individual character or your person in game, and you bump into others doing the same thing. And then now you've got this dynamic of not just you and I as people, but right. you and I as characters in this fantasy world and what's our place here and how do we kind of carve a place out together. That's cool. That's stuff I like. But what are some of yours? Go check them out in the forums, right? Dev Discussion 3, uh, Toast Posted. Go contribute to the conversation. That is Ashes of Creation. Uh, I think final question here. What needs to change moving forward? I'm going to give my two cents. I've been saying this for over a year, Intrepid. Communication. Consistent communication. You can go back to one of the very first when they were called Simcasts, and that's what I was talking about then too. You got people in place that are supposed to be helping with this. Keep it going, guys. Come on, guys. You gotta you gotta really get up on this one, man. It it's been it's been dragging on too long this way. And I've got my criticisms and everything, but this is me going, look, you gotta fix this, man. I don't know how many times I can say it. I stand by it. And I'm clearly not alone. So get to work in this one. You got people in place to do it. I don't know why we're not. Uh, what do you feel like needs to change moving forward? 
I mean, I think it's along those lines, right? It's that same ratio we were talking about, you know, in a couple of podcasts or so ago. Change the narrative. I mean, let your results speak for themselves. I mean, I know there's been a lot, and one of the criticisms we did, you know, have earlier on was there's just a lot of hype. Yeah. And then the content kind of falls a little bit short of that hype, right? So focus more on kind of really building it out and getting it out there and communicating. I mean, I fully appreciate that, you know, plans change just really work at being consistent on what you're really committing to. Um, Cause I think that's the credibility issue that, you know, we talked about, I think, um, you know, at the end of the day, right. 2019 feels like the year of the Phoenix, right. We had some destruction happening because we had to, you know, the team had to rebuild the back end. Now let's, you know, we're almost halfway through the year, really just give us, some tangible progress updates, you know, you know, keep consistent with the, what you've committed to in the communication. Don't say, Hey, you know, we intended to do this, but we didn't really do it. I mean, recognizing that there's a problem doesn't really help the community understand and, you know, give them enough to kind of continue to follow you. They need more, they need, you know, some, care uh in terms of you know how things are communicated right and learn from the mistakes i mean look at the big picture here and really just get make some milestones and just hit them consistently and and i can tell you the community uh feedback will change Oh. oh it'll be it'll be overwhelming and I feel like right now they've got to they've got to they've got to sense the same thing, right? As much as Stephen watches Discord and everything, um, they've got to sense the same thing. I mean, it's it's getting quiet. You don't want your community really that quiet. You want them excited and everything. And I mean, I think one thing that one thing I caution is like you can be like, oh well, don't, let's not worry about it now. And then when the game goes live, it, it'll change. Sure, it will. But you got those people that are going to be there that they will hold it against you. Right. They will hold it against you. People will hold it against you. Don't, don't get it mistaken that they won't, they will. And yeah, it just, this is like, I agree with what nice said. Yes. Communication is an ongoing problem. It's been an ongoing pro- problem for too long. It has got to be addressed. And if you don't, then you're going to have more podcasts like this, more videos like Jalan's more people in chat talking the same way. And you don't want that combined with the people that are hating, truly hating on the game, as opposed to the people who are frustrated because they want communication like us, you're going to have people, you're going to have that, that vibe coupled with the people that are genuinely trying to damage the reputation of the game. Right. And you don't want all that coupled together. So, you know, like I said, a year over a year, I've been saying this community, you know, communication with your community and forward momentum. And the way that you yeah, can maintain community building it. starts now. Yeah. <clears throat> the way, you know, and that's not your guilds that are, you know, like recruiting and stuff like that. That's not the community. The community is the people that are invested in you, the developers who are inspiring them to be hopeful about the MMORPG genre again. You don't want them to be let down, right? Because they will hold it against you. They'll remember it. 
Even if they're playing your game for years to come, they'll remember it. Trust me on this. It's true. Any of them watching or listening to this or whatever, there's going to be head nods going, that's true. People will hold it against you. That will be part of your reputation. Even if you deliver a product that people love and play and invest in, they'll remember it. It'll be part of your, your livelihood. Let's not let that be the livelihood. Let's not that be the, be the reputation for Ashes of Creation because we want to what? Make MMORPGs great again? Don't drop the ball like others have then. Can't afford to with the community. Um, on, a, on a positive note, though, uh, what, what positive note do I have here? Positive note is, is that uh, we have some changes coming to the podcast. And even though we might be a little on and off during June, um, I think that there's some positive changes you all are going to enjoy. Uh, some of it's going to be actually going to a true podcast format for one and having audio at least on a couple places. Uh, Spotify is first on the agenda. Um, I'm going to be putting the time in to actually get it done finally. Um, some other changes are going to be some of the kind of introductory kind of design for the video and some uh, cool art design and stuff that, I think people will like uh, to kind of like rep the the podcast slash show, talk show, whatever you want to call it. Um, we are over 50 episodes in. It's a pretty big accomplishment, at least from my perspective. Um, it's a lot of, it's a lot, it's a lot of dedication. We are the, what, second longest running officially next to the Dunder Caller Networks. And they've been doing it since they're over 100 episodes in. We are the second longest uh, show for this game that's been going. Uh, to me, that's a pretty big deal. Um, so big shout out. And here's a positive is thanks to all of you who have been sticking with it with us here on the show. Uh, thanks to all of you who have been sticking with Ashes of Creation, most importantly. And uh, yeah, and, and to everyone who's got their hopes and dreams in this, you know, don't don't fade into the darkness, man. Seek out the light, champions, if you will. Uh, and And, you know, find things you can invest in within the community. You know, you can help maintain the momentum, too. And uh, your voice does carry, you know, enough people are saying, hey, we're dropping the ball on this, you know, help hold them accountable so that they can make MMOs great again. And uh, Daedalus, it's been great having you here as a co-host. Uh, we'll be missed. There's all of this stuff and things in chat right there. Check him out on those socials. Give him a follow. Check out his videos, his content. He's got a bunch. He's not as active on doing his own stuff right now. Life's been busy. Uh, but check him out, give him a follow, uh, contribute to the cause there as well as here. And uh, any final thoughts, Daedalus, before we wrap this up? No, I mean, I think you hit it uh, at the end of the day. You know, we know they're working hard. Just you know, let's, let's control the narrative, change it from, you know, take it away from the people that are just something yeah. negative in the community mm -hmm. and start just, you know, focusing on that say dude ratio. I agree. Let's change the narrative away from the haters, man. Don't give them ammunition. Clean it up. Let's get back to it. Um, let's get back to all of it. I will give them one big positive. Kudos to them, though. They they're they're being pretty consistent with uh, information that's flowing out in regard to dev diaries, etc. Um, let's not miss it on the interaction with the actual you know community members front, though. You know, uh, follow up, keep up with things. And on that note. It's been fun. It's been a great time. 
we'll guaranteed do it in a probably couple weeks or so, but I'll let you all know in the Discord and on Twitter and everything to be sure. We still have some storms coming through the next week or so, so that could kind of impact things too. Um, Got to stay safe. But to all of you, thanks for hanging out. And as always, we'll catch you on stream. Have a great week, everyone. Take care, everyone.